0: Welcome back and a special welcome to our next guest. He is Colonel John Mills, United States Army retired, a man who distinguished himself in uh, special operations, uh, including in the black art of psychological. Uh, warfare he is also a man who served with distinction as a civilian in the highest reaches of the Pentagon uh, including directing um policy towards cyber security among other things uh John Mills is a member of our committee on the present danger of China um a go-to resource on China among many other things um but also he has been very actively involved uh since the 2020 election particularly in Matters of election integrity in his uh, native state, the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I thought it would be good to catch up with him on that and a couple of other topics um, while he's here. John, good to have you back as always. Welcome.
1: Ow. Thank you, Frank. Always an honor to be with you. Let
0: me talk a little bit about the Virginia election. As I noted in our previous conversation with Robert Spencer, uh, by the time this program airs, um, we may know the outcome of the election. We certainly will have the balloting concluded. Um, But you have expressed on this program and elsewhere, John, concerns about election integrity in a couple of the populous um, counties, uh, notably Fairfax County, uh, controlled by Democrats and their machines. Um, I was struck in, a, in my commentary today, I talked a little bit about Peter Navarro's new book, In Trump Time, in which he talks about insights from the 2020 election. And I'd like to get your thoughts on this, the importance of you know, maximizing turnout, uh, the importance of having close scrutiny of the actual electoral processes, uh, the balloting and so on, but also the necessity for after-action forensic uh, audits to make sure that it's all on the up and up. What do you expect in the course of today's uh, rounding up of the early voting that's taken place over the past couple of weeks, and uh, where the Commonwealth is going from here?
1: Yeah, you well, know, Frank, um, w- we need a complete forensic review of the election of the Virginia election system. The Republican apparatus has been has been weak. Uh, And ineffective. Chris Marston, the legal counsel for the Republican Party, has effectively accomplished nothing uh, and has challenged nothing. In fact, uh, curiously, actually was uh, rooting for Pete Snyder, well, at the same time, uh, actually working for Pete Snyder at the same time during the primary. That's past history. Um, We need a complete review because right now, at this point in time, it is so overly complex and confusing. There's so f- much fuzziness in the tactical execution. We have to make this as simple as possible to validate a vote right now you, in Virginia. And this is common almost nationwide. You need it the ballot. You need the ballot envelope if it was mailed and dropped off. Uh, You need the ballot image. You need the machine. You need the machine tape. You need the electronic poll book. You need like an hourly uh, voting registry and uh, also the ballot cast so you can do the J. Valentine fractal analysis. You need at least eight components. This is ridiculous. All you need is a ballot that's a paper that's a ballot machine that all it does is count uh and, and, and counts and, and without you know, being connected the to
0: the it. internet and all that i mean i i personally john i have to tell you in favor of just hand counting ballots i think we've discovered to our horror how connected virtually any machine can be, uh, whether you think so or not. But um, this this does seem to be the way we need to be uh, going back to the future, if you will, if we want to really assure electoral integrity. And uh, I pray that that's what we'll see in the course of the day today. And uh, as we uh, often say here, we'll know more later about that. Um, let me pivot to something else that we talked about with Robert Spencer earlier, John, just to get your take on it. Um, You, of course, have had long experience with the United States military. And unfortunately, um, the extrication of people from Afghanistan was not its finest hour. Um, I think through no fault of the, the people actually performing the heroic missions on the ground there, but of their leadership, military and civilian. Among other upshots of it, apparently, uh, is that we have brought into this country large numbers of people from Afghanistan who wouldn't have met the standard of people who helped us, who were translators, people who, you know, uh, worked for the Afghan government alongside us and whose lives will be imperiled by the Taliban. But um, by some accounts, large numbers of, well, Taliban themselves or perhaps other Sharia supremacists. Um Giving rise to concerns, apparently, among authorities, the Fairfax County Police and uh, uh, the United States Secret Service and uh, others in our security agencies here, that uh, we may well have a new domestic terrorism threat, not school board uh, protesting parents, but uh, unfortunately, Afghans of various stripes. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, once again, uh, a fraud has been perpetrated uh, uh, on the American people by a a culture in this current occupant of the White House of haplessness, fecklessness, vict- we are victims, there's nothing we can do. Oh the tragedy, it's so hard, we can never solve it. It just we must throw more and more money at the problem. This is we we need absolute lockdown of these camps. I know there's one not far away from me on Quantico, uh, which they're not talking about. This is ridiculous. And these these people are essentially given all rights, status, and privileges of an American citizen, and essentially an American citizen with military access. They're essentially being they're being allowed to leave. They're being allowed to come and go. We don't know who these people are, and this was a challenge in the very early days of uh, OEF Operation Enduring Freedom in Afghanistan. This was a constant problem uh, uh, with prisoners, with interrogations, uh, uh, high value targets. I had to do it all the time. Uh, There is no way, because we did not, uh, there is no way to identify anybody. You don't have identity cards. You don't have any kind of height, height, weight, uh, 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 trustworthy identity cards, Uh, no DNA analysis. It was chaos. You can spell phonetically in English, uh, Mohammed, uh, multiple different ways. We didn't even have a standard way to spell names, uh, which is any problem when you're going in English to another language and back. Um, it's total chaos. They exploit that. Many of them exploit that. There are many people we we can't trust within this group. Now, now those who supported us, those who fought alongside us, absolutely. I want to do everything to protect them and, and their loved ones. But right now we have a mess. They've been deposited. We don't know just rough order of magnitude, a hundred thousand around the nation on military bases. What in the name of God can go wrong in this situation? And then, oh, by the way, we, we have this alert this weekend right in my, my literal, my literal, uh, a home area of Woodbridge, oh, don't go out to dinner Friday and Saturday nights because you might get attacked by ISIS. Well, yeah, I remember a number of years ago when a number of us were brought into the Pentagon and briefed that we were on the list from ISIS and that, and that uh, we were we need to be very careful after hours. And I said, can we be armed? Does that mean we can now be armed when we go back and forth and we can bring our weapons in? No, you can't do that. Well, then why are you telling us this? This is insanity. So we were given given no more protection uh, and just told, hey, this, is, this was seven, eight years ago. And here it is. We've deposited 100,000 on America. Don't know who they are.
0: It's staggering. And uh, the whirlwind we may wind up reaping is uh, potentially very, very considerable. Um, we pray, obviously, John, that that won't eventuate. But uh, your insights into the prospects are really appreciated. Let me turn to China, John. As I mentioned, you are a member of the Committee on the Present Danger China. You've been working with us to help articulate what's needed to try to deter the Chinese Communist Party from what it seems increasingly intent on doing, which is using force against the people of Taiwan to take control of that island and uh, its considerable uh, capabilities, notably with uh, silicon chip manufacturing. But but in the process taking down another chunk of the free world, uh, much as they did with Hong Kong uh, last year. Um, John, your take on deterrence is expressed in a terrific paper, very short paper at the Committee on the Present Dangerous site, presentdangerchina.org, um, both in a a longer version from several months ago, and a shorter version uh, just last month, I believe we released it. But you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about is is this question of resolve and will. Um, that is partly something that has to be demonstrated uh, by actions, but it's also something that you know, is communicated by presidential declarations and the like. What do you think the Chinese are making of the now several statements Joe Biden has made to the effect that we will defend Taiwan? I mean, very categorical. Only to have the White House staffers uh, say, well, what the president meant to say is uh, not so different from, you know, the strategic ambiguity of the past. Uh, Where does that leave us, do you think, and uh, most especially the people of Taiwan?
1: Well, Okay. So the the communist Chinese only understand one thing, strength and resolve. Um, What Biden is doing on one hand demonstrates resolve, yet um, that resolve has to be backed up by actions and and so this it's, it's confusing and it 's enraging now trump trump en- confused and uh, der- uh, enraged the Chinese, but it was absolute resolve and assertiveness, and he ran circles around them uh, because of his he would he was going to get our position and he was going to advance our agenda with the Biden administration. I don't think they know what they mean. The Chinese don't know what they mean. And this is dangerous. And they are playing with fire around and standing in a pool of gasoline. So uh, on one hand, hooray for Biden. And Blinken has said many, many comments. I mean, just in the last uh, number of weeks, said a number of comments about Taiwan that is just spinning the Chinese into the ceiling. Uh, good, but it has to be backed off, backed up with resolve, which means absolute demonstrative actions of, of that means moving ammunition and missiles forward. That means putting advanced units on Taiwan. It means uh, ships not just passing, but loitering through. I'm looking right now at a report right in front of me in a map. The Chinese read and mimic everything we do. We have a magnificent, but it needs to be recapitalized, uh, Military Seal of Command and National Defense Reserve Fleet. They, and They mimic us over-the-shore logistics. That's our term. They read our doctrine, they, they study everything they do. we do, and they mimic us. So they are, they are essentially creating their own military sea command and their own national defense reserve fort of essentially civilian-type ships that can be adaptable with ramps, pontoons, large barges for easy transfer of, of uh, war material uh, to, to back right after the immediate forced landing. So they are mimicking us. And part of yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this, this, it's, it's, dem- I'm looking at a report right now where they're doing this immediately off their own island, uh their coast, facing the forward county of Pengu, which, are, which is an island county right off of Taiwan. I'm not talking about Kinmen and uh, Jinmen uh, um, and Mat- Matsu and Kamoi. I'm talking about Pengu, which is a large group, which would be ideal for our advance guard. Uh, but all of our war plans dep- uh, depend on moving moving munitions units forward to demonstrate resolve. Part of that is the Panama Canal. And we presume in our war plans that we have, we will have unfettered use of the canal. Wow. Guess who does the pilotage on the ships, has the contracts for that? Guess who has the stevedoring contracts at both ends, at both harbors in Panama? We need to get our tail back to Panama right now and essentially cut out the Chinese and, and displace them. This is because we cannot presume unfettered use of the Panama Canal. They're going to block it. They're, they have enough uh, provocateurs there that they could block the canal.
0: I fear that may be the case, John, uh, with the cumulative effect of their presence.
1: There over
0: now quite a number of years since Jimmy Carter gave up the canal. This this is a serious problem, as you say. Uh, if you have to circumnavigate the southern tip of South America to uh, get your fleet or your uh, ships that uh, support it. Uh, into the Pacific from the Atlantic coast, uh, it will take you a very long time. And it may be critically uh, too long a time in light of uh, Chinese war plans. So, John, as you look at um, the administration, and I I did want to mention Tony Blinken has made a number of uh, rather more forceful statements, but I heard him over the weekend insisting that, no, no, it doesn't change anything from our previous position. So, I I think as to what the Chinese are making of this, John, uh, at best, it's confusion, and at worst, it's confidence that uh, these people aren't going to do anything, Uh, partly perhaps because they're in China's pocket, having, you know, been deeply compromised, many of them. Uh, including Joe Biden and Tony Blinken, of course. And if people are interested in learning more about those compromises, I would commend to them accountabilityinitiative.org, where you can find some 23, I think, uh, different portfolios, dossiers, really, of uh, who these um, senior subordinates of the Biden presidency are and uh, and the extent to which the Chinese have, I think, um, successfully uh, rendered them unable to act. John, as, as we both think uh, they need to at this critical moment. When you look, uh, John, at, at the supply chain problem more generally, is there something else that could be done uh, in, in this country? I see Ron DeSantis talking about opening up ports in Florida. Now, again, those ships would have to come through the Panama Canal or get there otherwise. But um, how much of a difference might that make? And how important is it that we wean ourselves from these Chinese supply lines?
1: Um- yeah, great points here. I mean, the globalist system has collapsed and and is dead. Um, we uh, President Trump was creating an environment for actual productive activity to be reestablished in America. Now the globalist elite snickers and looks down their nose at that you know their their view of the world is everybody's going to be a service economy librarian or travel agent which i don't think travel agents exist anymore uh, you aren't a country in, unless you build something and so the, the problem with the, the, the current occupant of the White House is that the, the globalist system has collapsed, but they have now thrown a wet blanket back on top of everything to smother uh, energy production, smother any kind of productive activity. So it's hard to recreate and reestablish productivity. But I am very confident they can work. But we have close to 100 ships. Unbelievable. In fact, one of them, uh, it looks, this is what happens when you have 100 ships. Never been done before off of Los Angeles Harbor. One of them dragged an anchor and popped a popped an oil line, and then guess did what created an oil spill. Well, we wouldn't have had an oil spill if it wasn't for the chaos that Gavin Newsom bring those ships around, start unloading them. we're, we're it's going to take six to nine months to unload a hundred ships at the current throughput. This is ridiculous. You know, bring them around, uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully that we're finding finding out that. Um, um, Yunkin is one, Virginia, uh, have Yunkin open the ports and bring the, 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 the major ports on the East Coast are really uh, essentially the, the new uh, uh, in Virginia and the New York area. Those are the larger ports on the East Coast. So bring those ships around, start bringing them around to Virginia. And, you know, it's one of his first orders, work the deal with the longshoremen uh, and get them around here and start unloading them. At, uh, cause we just can't have 100 ships off coast and it's growing. It's stacking up. But the the supply chain is dead. Uh, The globalist system is dead.
0: John, we appreciate your leadership on that score uh, among so many others. I know you'll keep up the great work, my friend. Good luck in the course of the day-to-day, among other things. And uh, we'll talk with you again very soon. We'll talk with the rest of you, I hope, again tomorrow, same time, same station. Until then, this is Frank Gaffney. Thanks for listening.